News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Now, I want to turn to this issue of a windfall tax on energy companies getting a lot of traction at the moment. The Taoiseach, though, saying it's unclear how much money the levy will actually raise. And um, Warren Lynch is an energy economist at the ESRI, and she joins us now. Warren, uh, I think most people would say the idea of a windfall tax is kind of reasonable, fair, and, and appealing, but it's not straightforward, is it? It's not, no. So what we mean by a windfall tax is essentially if you're making large gains that you didn't expect to make uh, and you're making them on foot of the fact that we're in the middle of a war, essentially. So a windfall comes from something that was nothing to do with you, but you just got this great big gain that you weren't expecting to have. Uh, Now, the main windfalls being accrued across the energy sector right now are to fossil fuel companies because they're still taking the oil or the gas out of the ground at the same cost whatever it was but they're selling it on now at a greatly inflated cost so they're making huge gains and we don't have any fossil fuel companies in ireland for the most part the only fossil fuel extraction we have is carob yeah actually we heard we heard more this morning that they have trebled their net income from it so far this year yeah yeah i mean they're experiencing big gains there but they're also still not making a profit because they've just incurred such huge losses from getting up up and running so if you want to tax windfall profits there's no profit to tax there they're making a windfall gain but they're not profitable yet but where the big windfall um windfalls are accruing in ireland is in the electricity generation sector so what's going on here is if you're a gas generator okay, you're selling your electricity at really high prices, but you're buying your gas at really high prices. However, if you're a wind generator or a hydro generator or a coal generator, you're getting to sell your electricity for super high prices, driven by gas prices, but it's costing you more or less the same amount of money to generate your electricity. Nothing in the case of wind and pretty low prices in the case of coal. Yeah, can I so ask? You, can, can I ask? You, and maybe this question is 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 going to sound really stupid, and maybe there's a really obvious answer to it. But, but like, why is pri- if you're a, if you're a wind generator and you you're not involved in gas at all, why is the price of your product set by by the price of gas? Well, what I would say is this is a feature that's common to every single market for every single good in the world. Um, it includes regulated markets like energy markets, and it includes completely unregulated markets, two people just deciding between the two of them how much they're going to sell something to the other. Um, it is a feature of all markets that they clear at what's called the marginal price. And you can think of it like an auction. Um, when you're running an auction or when you're bidding on a house, the person who bid the highest price, that's the price that is cleared at. Now, if a load of other people were also supplying houses, that would be the price that they'd be supplying their house at as well. Okay. So it's there for technical reasons, but they do make economic sense as well because it means that nobody has an incentive to kind of lie about what their costs are. The problem arises when prices go so high that there's no longer any economic value to that signal. And we're at that point now with gas. The price of gas is so high that it getting a little bit higher isn't going to drive any more efficiency. It's not going to drive any more investment. It's just going to push up costs for consumers. And that's the rationale for a windfall tax in this situation. Okay, so in that scenario, windfall tax, yes or no? I mean, it looks like um, something's going to be done on the electricity side. The real question is, will it be done via the European Commission? And if so, in what form? Um, And if 
that goes ahead, then will there be any windfall left for us to kind of tax in Ireland? But either way, it would seem that these bumper profits that are being enjoyed by certain generators in the electricity sector are not long for this world. Yeah, because I, I even seen ESB today, 357 million profit in the first six months. Now, actually slightly down on the previous year, but that's for different reasons. And they are saying margins in electricity generation are a lot higher. In electricity generation, they're super high. In electricity supply, they're really low. And that's why we're seeing electricity supply companies exit the market, even while electricity generation companies are doing quite well. Okay. And in fact, there's some evidence that some companies may be using bumper gains on the generation side to push down their retail prices. Right. So do we know how much a windfall tax could raise for us? Or is that, I mean, as the Taoiseach said, is it difficult to be precise about that? I would say not only is that question unknown, it is unknowable. And the reason for that is we don't actually know what the costs are of a lot of these generators. Now, we have a pretty good idea. So if we just say our pretty good idea is what we're going to go with, then yes, you can calculate how much money the entire electricity generation sector is making right now versus how much we would have expected them to make at older gas prices. But the problem is we don't know where those gains are going. So if you're a wind generator, an awful lot of the time, you find a contract to just sell your wind to a supply company at a fixed price. Now, the supply company is the one making the windfall gain. But you as a wind generator, you're actually still getting the exact same tariff off the supply company that you ever that you were always getting. Okay. So if we turn around and say, okay, wind generators, we're going to levy a massive tax on you based on the difference between gas prices two years ago and gas prices today, the wind, how is the wind generator going to pay that? Um, it's whoever they contracted with who has to pay that. So this is where all the uncertainties are arising. And then there's also the question of how exactly is the European Commission going to go about this? Will they do it by a, cr- a price cap? And if they do, will that cap be 180 euro per megawatt hour? Will it be 200 euro per megawatt hour? So I think these are all the reasons why not only do we not know how much we could raise, I don't think um, we can know. What's your best guess, just finally and briefly, what is your best guess as to what will happen, Maureen? Um, my guess is something is going to happen at European level and it will involve kind of going in after the fact and scooping up these excess revenues and then the government will use those revenues um, and redistribute them in some ways. That's my best guess. And the largest for Ireland, we're talking, I presume, hundreds of millions rather than billions, is it? Oh, I, I couldn't possibly say. I, I, this is where I just don't know because the detail at this point is just too vague. Fair enough. Okay, Maureen Lynch, Energy Economist at the ESRI. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. Chartered surveyors are urging consumers to check their homes are adequately insured. The reason? The cost of rebuilding houses has risen by more than €50,000 in the past year alone. As the prices of construction materials and labour soars, so is the cost of rebuilding, meaning homeowners are having to pay up to 20% more to insure their properties. Kevin Brady is the chair of the Quantity Surveyors Professional Group in the Society of Chartered Surveyors. He spoke to Tara earlier on Breakfast Briefing. So if your house is underinsured, for instance, if your house is insured for 270000 rebuild value and the reinstatement cost of your house is 360000 in the event of, of a total loss situation, the homeowner will only receive 270000 So it's key that um, uh, homeowners are fully and adequately insured. And we do recommend that homeowners reevaluate their, their sum insured. In, in the instance of a partial loss as well, the same uh, the same piece applies that if your homeowner uh, your home insurance is underinsured you'll only receive the, the, the sum insured 
Um, so that has a significant effect. Kevin Brady of the Society of Chartered Surveyors speaking to Tara Duggan on Breakfast Briefing. You can listen back to that interview on the website, newstalk.com, or indeed where you get your podcasts and on the Go Loud app. Your chance to win big. News Talk's cash machine. 12 winners from 13 days. That's a pretty good win record. Sandra McCall is the latest big winner with 20k heading her direction. Now the cash machine has been reloaded going into Friday and this is the number you need to know and it is a biggie. 30,728 euro and 6 cent. To enter, text CLAY to 57557. If it's you, we call back after 3pm. Answer your phone within five rings. Tell us the prize amount and you win the money. Here's the amount again. Jot it down. 30,728 euro and six cent. Text cost two euro fifty plus your standard message rate to play. You've got to be over 18 to enter. You're playing across the Go Loud network of stations. Full terms on Newstalk.com. Lots of people getting in contact about parental leave, Shane. I work for Amazon, says Tom. They provide six weeks full paid leave for me as a new father and then a ramp back scheme where I can work 50% of my hours for up to eight weeks. I utilised all of this when our first son was born. It was brilliant. That's very progressive. Very progressive. Lehman Longford says, uh, I have four kids, first in 1999, youngest in 2008. In every case, I had to save holidays for time off after the birth. It was fine. Actually, it was great to get away and get back to work after a couple of weeks. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, lads. Yes, I'm sure your wife isn't listening, Liam. Uh, my husband was allowed six weeks fully paid paid paternity leave in December 2020 when we were in lockdown. I don't know I would have imagined on my I would have managed on my own without the help as we didn't have family around and yeah that that was an eye opener for a lot of men the idea of staying home during lockdown and and what it meant for their quality of life. Yeah, another listener says, Hi Shane and Jonathan, I'm commencing 14 weeks fully paid paternity leave on the 3rd of October. As a father, this benefit is significant in helping the early bonding with my daughter and also softens initial childcare costs. When I come back in January, I'm on a four-day week for six months fully paid. I'm one of the lucky ones. There was never a second thought on whether I'd take the leave or not. Should be equal across the Mm -hmm. board for both women and men. That's the ideal, but that's expensive. Yeah, but I, I I know in years to come, I'll tell two of my kids uh, for whom they're either three days off, three days paid leave off is all I had for them. And they look at me as if I was living sometime in the Victorian era. Do they not uh, always look at you like that, Jonathan? They, well, they do, to be fair, but that's just my general demeanour. <laughs> anyway, they they found a heart inside of that, uh, that old chest of yours, Shane Coleman. We'll be finding out more about what condition it's in a little bit later on. But we'll have sport in just a minute. The URC is back. Rovers lose in Belgium. United shoot the sheriff in Malto. John Duggan will be with us. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.